Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How do you respond to deep pod balls? Hi, this is Zach Booth and Papa Forge, and we are Out of the Closet Sports, your weekly podcast where we talk about all things sports from the gay perspective. You are so rude, but there is no time for pleasantries this week, Papa Forge. (laughs) Ring the gay alarms, saddle up the unicorns, there's homophobia in the suburbs. Tell us what happened. I've been attacked. I know. My whole family, everything. I like we're we're joking, but it is very serious. I yes, really it actually okay. Is. <laughs> unpack this for me. What went okay. down? All I saw was a screenshot, and I'm shook. <laughs> okay, so last year, me I coached my son's flag football team, and like some I've talked about it a little bit, but like some of the parents on the team were like pretty homophobic to yes. me. Toxic, like they're very condescending, people. very like you know what you're doing, sweetie. Like, Do you know what you're doing? Sweetie? No, I actually didn't know what I was doing, but it was kind <laughs> of rude of them to just assume that. Yes. Um. So like. We decided n- my son not to play f- flag football this year. <laughs> it's part of the story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, so we decided for him not to play flag football this year, and he actually wanted to play tackle anyway. And so we decided to play tackle and just removed ourselves from the you know toxic environment, right? Yes. So then the, the flag football season started, right? And this parent sent me a text who's like an ally, right? And she's like, the one year you guys decide not to play flag football, they changed it to football, right? And like, what? She, yeah, she thought that she, she was being an ally. Oh, she was helping you. Yeah, she's like, Did isn't she that so sweetie? funny? Sweetie. She's like, isn't year. that so funny? And I'm like, no. And then <laughs> no. she sent me a screenshot of the email that the league sent out where it says, welcome to football. What? I know. Oh, no. And then I kind of was like shook because I was like, I thought this lady was my friend. And like, she just thought it was so comfortable and funny. Like, and this went out to like the whole community. Right. You know? So, like, it's different. When you and I are sitting here and we're like sort of having a good time introing the story, that is very different than like a straight person thinking that that they're in on the joke and thinking I would find it funny. Yes. Like, the the whole community's laughing at this like mistake. Right. Right. Genuinely, I just think she's ignorant to the fact, so I just don't really like. I'm not judging her character on okay. that. That's big of you. What? That's big of you. I thought you were calling me fat. I was not, but the second I said it, I knew that was going to be your response. Wait, how many people are in this like flag football community? Would you imagine? Probably like 500. Okay, so this football email went out to 500 people. I'm going to be yeah. beeping so many things in this story, but it's okay. The things I do for advocacy. Carry on. So. I emailed, the, I texted the commissioner okay. with the caption. I was like, wow, really? And he was like, what? 
And I was like, not what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, you don't see that it says football? And then he was like, oh, good catch. It was a typo. I was like, oh, okay. That's not a typo. A typo is like when you like put in an extra letter, not when you don't put in an extra letter. Sure. No? Yeah. Like a typo is like missing a comma or like, you know, and, and well, whatever. I don't want to sit here. I and think like, it's when you type and you're like, oh, right? I really wonder if that's how they developed the term Isn't typo. Like, I really don't think so. When you accidentally type something and you're like, oh, type O. <laughs> that is really one of the most brilliant things you've ever said. I, that's what I've always thought. I really hope. We'll have to look up the, I think they call it the etymology. That's okay. the root of a word. So I thought you were talking about something else. Okay. Um. So they sent an email like the next day. They were like, mistake on our last email. And I'm like, oh wow, they're going to correct it. Girl, the mistake that they were referencing was a time for one of the games was during a school day, so they had to like push it back later. And oh. they were like, "Sorry for the you know mistake." Did they? So they they but, didn't even apologize. But for they that. had changed. I hope the flag. Yeah, but they didn't apologize they didn't for the apologize first mistake. So See, just think, like uh, all the people who got that email just laughed. And like, there is this like there is a world where this happens, and you text this guy, and he says. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That is awful. I really am so sorry that we didn't look at it. We didn't edit it. I'm going to send out a retraction and I'm going to apologize. And if like he had just done that, taken some simple actions, probably we would not be roasting him here on Out of the Closet Sports. Oh, the guy is so weird too. But Terrible. I don't want to make fun of him. But like no. I, when I first met him, I thought it was a gay dad. Okay. And I was like, sure. oh, wow, look, another gay dad in the community. But and, he wasn't. And like, I also like, you know, straight fragility, right? They're like, oh, I don't know what to say. Like, I've made a mistake. But just engage. You all are adults. Like, your kids know each other. You've been playing yeah. in the same league for how many years? Like, he could just say to you, what do I do? And then you could say, okay, you're like open to suggestions. <laughs> like, walk yeah. him through it. And this lady who sent me that, I sent her, I responded back to her. And I was like, oh, I don't find that really funny. And then she was like, oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't my intent. And I'm like, God. You people just will never get it, and I yeah. don't care. But, cool. like, it's just you won't get it. Wow. You know? But that's why this town's not good in football. Okay. There you have it. Homophobia makes your team bad at football. 100%. <laughs> I hope they're better at tackle. <laughs> so, anything new with you, girl? Oh, no. I've got nothing to talk about. Thank God. Okay, let's move on. I got engaged. <laughs> Can that's you guys see the right. ring? <laughs> Is it in there? Oh, I love it so much. I like am so obsessed with wearing an engagement ring. I had no idea. I love it. I caught myself in the shower the other day. I'd been in there for probably 15 minutes, not showering, not cleaning. At the gym shower? <laughs> no, you not al- always used to do that. <laughs> not allowed in those anymore. No, this was my home shower, what oh. I call a safe space. And I was standing in there just staring at my ring. Okay. It was really exciting. So tell me about like how did it happen? So uh, my partner, my fiance. Wait, his... rewind it to when he was making you try on rings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I he was I asking like sizing that. rings. No, he never asked me to try on rings. There were like a couple of incidents that happened. Like we were in London together, and I had a ring on my index finger, and we were like holding hands and like just whatever talking, and he was like moving my ring around to different fingers, and somewhere like deep in my heart, I thought, oh. Maybe he wants to propose to me. That's not the story you told me. No, there. And you then said there he was, had a box of rings. There was another was time that he try came home. On. No, he never made me try anything on. He came home one day with this collection of like they were like crystal rings. Like some were yes, uh, made out of like I don't know different you know selenite those kind of crystal things, mm-hmm. and they were all different sizes. And I was looking at them and I thought it was kind of strange. And I, 
they had little tags on them, but the string was there and the tag had been cut off. And I was like, what are these? And he's like, oh, they, they had sizes on them, but the lady cut them off. And again, down in my deep little heart, I thought, I wonder if he's trying to figure out what size my ring is. But I was wrong on all accounts. Apparently, he took some ring that I'd worn on my index finger and took it to Tiffany's and they know like the proportions between uh-huh. your index finger and all your other fingers. So they were just able to trace that ring, size it and figure out what size my uh, ring finger was. Wait, so, okay. So I don't really believe in gay marriage, but okay, um, I'm but kidding. You are gay married. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't believe in yourself. <laughs> I didn't, I used to not believe in marriage until gays were allowed to get married. I love that. Like people would invite me to their wedding and stuff. And I'm like, how dare you invite me to your wedding? Like I can't get married. And you just met this guy two years ago and you're inviting me to your wedding. You want me to RSVP kiss my ass. I remember when I would go to weddings and you would tell me that I shouldn't go to weddings because gay people weren't allowed to get married. Oh my God. You were the guy I used to yell at. Yeah. That was oh my me. God, you were I such a he. sellout. Anyway, now that it's legal, you're welcome. Thank you I so much. I helped get that for you. Did you? Mm, yes. Okay. Walking. I, when I was marching while you were attending, like, <laughs> Heather and David's, oh, like. <laughs> this is not a fiction podcast. This is nonfiction. Um, so, okay. So, you guys were, like, walking through the park. No. Oh, you're talking about the engagement? Yes. Um, so, he, his mother and her husband were in town for, uh, allegedly, to see a play that my partner, my fiance had worked on and it was closing. So they were coming in to see the final performance. And then I had called my sister to see, it was also my birthday last week. So I had called my sister to see if we were going to do a little family party with the kiddies. Cause that's what we do. Like they like to sing. My sister birthday. has kids. Yeah. My sister has four children. They are amazing. My favorite people on the entire planet. And my fiance knows that. And so my sister was like, oh, I'm actually working on your birthday, which is like a weird thing for her to say because she always will move her entire schedule for something like that. <laughs> You're she's so just, self-centered. She, no, You're like, she's, it's so weird that she had something else going on. Well, in hindsight, like in the moment, I didn't think it was weird. But in hindsight, I should have maybe clocked that something was up. But she suggested that we do it the weekend that Jacob's mom was in town. And so we went up to her house and we were just supposed to have like a birthday dinner. And then she said, up this gorgeous table in front of her house and a carload of people pulls up and it's like four of my best friends and one friend from, from college well yes you were not invited and my friend from college had been in LA for months and I was so shocked to see him so I'm already crying and then another <laughs> carload of our friends shows up and then all of a sudden there's like 20 something people and we're all Wait, having this you inc- had a top 20 and I wasn't in it yeah, I well, would have said no by the way but yeah and you know let's let's be clear Jacob made the guest list and he had all the people on it that I would have wanted on it okay and I'm sorry that you didn't make the cut anyway we're having this dinner and so now I've like already cried twice I'm having this surprise birthday dinner I'm like how how amazing is all of this and then Jacob comes out and he's like, come on inside. We're going to do the cake, which was weird because we just, why don't we just eat cake at the table? But again, I didn't think anything of it. We get inside. His mother is standing there. There's like this weird delay because my sister said the cake was still defrosting. And his mother gives me a gift. And she's like giving me this strange look, like really intense. And I'm like, you want me to open this now? And she says, yes, I want you to open this now. Oh, my God. So- she proposed to you? <laughs> that would have been I so quit. wild. <laughs> so I start opening her gift. And I'm like performing and like reading. like Performing what? Just like I had all these people there. And she was making me open this gift. So it made me anxious. So I tried to like include everyone and be like, oh, look at this cool <laughs> you gift I got. You include everyone in your opening a gift? And meanwhile, they're all like Girl. rolling their eyes like, you idiot. You have no idea what's happening so then she gave me a card and it was a really sweet card i will cherish this card forever 
And then at the bottom of the card, it said, now go find Julia, who's my sister. And Julia was there with her baby, Rye, who's two, uh, two and a half. And Rye had a card for me and he handed it to me and he said, ta-da. And I opened the card and it was a love note from Jacob. And at the bottom of it, it said, now go see Ava, who's the four-year-old. I quit. And so then I'm like walking through the house. And at this point, like I can barely keep it together. I'm crying. I can't really read the cards. I keep having to stop and like center myself and like breathe. And I get outside and Ava's sitting there and she has a card for me. And it's another love note from Jacob. And then it says, now go see Henry. And Henry's sitting like a few feet away. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> like it was literally the most beautiful day of my life. And the fact that he had like the thought to put like to include all these kids in it is just really overwhelming. And then Henry had a card. It was another love note. And then that said, go find Jack, who's the oldest. He's nine. And then Jack had a card. And then I walked around the front of the house and he was there and all our friends were standing like in a circle around him and he proposed. Was he like, go find? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I didn't have to do any more. Can you imagine if he was like, now somewhere in the yard is a ring. Here's a metal detector. Oh my God. Go find it. This is why I don't believe in gay marriage. Why? <laughs> That's a lot. Like, y'all go so hard. Well, he went really hard, and I really appreciate it. That's really beautiful, it. I meant to say. I know. Congratulations. And, and thank you. I know. This is why I don't get invited to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I was there? Well, I have to say that, like, you were my first close gay friend that got married, and what you and your husband have has always been something that I have admired. And I've cherished and I did not think marriage was for me. I did not think that that whole thing was for me. Right. I know you're like this one will never get married. But I will say that like your love and your friendship definitely helped me see that a little bit of like a little bit of light in like that dark space that thought it wasn't for me. And so thank you for being such an excellent model. So I'm like an influencer. Um, I I influenced you. You did. Oh, my God. You influenced me. My first brand deal. (laughs) You know how I proposed to Corey? Not to make it about me. Oh, how? I said, we should get married tomorrow or before it gets overturned. Oh, well, you know, yeah, time is of the essence. I was like, go find the city clerk. Whatever gets you to the altar. Am I right, girl? Yes, girl. Well, congratulations, girl. And this is why gays aren't in sports. <laughs> I don't see the connection, but I appreciate your congratulations and I love you. We'll be back. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Girl, it has been a busy week. There is so much to talk about. Let's do some quick hitters. You mean like a two-minute drill? Ooh, I love that. Sports-themed two-minute drill. Time for the whistle. You have a lot of notes here. I love it. Whistle. Yeah, I went in. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about is there is this pro wrestling documentary that is coming out called Out in the Ring. 
and it is going to be on U.S. television November 15th. It's going to be on Fuse and the network streaming service Fuse Plus, and I am so excited. So it's like a docu-series? It, uh, I, no, I think it's a single documentary. It's like a film. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's making the festival rounds right now. I actually read that it won an award at the Inside Out Festival, which is Toronto's LGBTQ film festival that I have attended multiple times. <laughs> okay, so... um, How do you feel about wrestling? Wait, no, is it like pro wrestling? Or yeah. is it like wrestling like in college? No, it's about pro wrestling. Like they talk about Gorgeous George and Pat Patterson. And then they also talk about like more contemporary like gay characters in wrestling. Like Effie, Dark Sheik, and Billy Dixon. Oh my God, that's actually pretty cool. I always thought wrestling was pretty gay. Oh, wrestling is super gay. Like it's I, so gay. Spandex. 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 Fake elbows to the head. and Face like, painting. The, face painting oh my um, god this they, is all for a segment later they would all lock legs around each other's necks i yeah. mean it was really and then there i remember there was this character gold dust i think it was <laughs> he was out it was i think he was previously maybe dusty roads and then he came back and he was gold dust wasn't he gay i think so or like they didn't talk about it but they certainly presented him to be queer and he would come out and like he would have glitter and he wore gold spandex and he was just very sensual. Have you ever seen Glow? Oh, I love Glow. On Netflix, right? Yeah. That was a good That was such a good was show. Such a good show. Uh Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I, so good. And you know who was in that? This uh pop star that I love, Kate Nash. Anyway, just a <laughs> side note. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I probably won't watch it, but I think that's actually amazing that they did something like We are going to watch it and we're going to review it here on the podcast after it comes out. Did you know that there is a out gay male world champion there was one like wrestler yeah ac mac i don't know who that is i don't follow wrestling anymore but i think that's really fierce that okay i'll watch this movie and also the other thing i remember when i was a kid there was like one wrestling right there was like whatever it was wwe WWE. and at that time it was wwf and then there was that other wcw or something but it wasn't as popular i remember this was the 80s right when you were a kid yes thank you very much for bringing that up but now uh, whenever I like go to a hotel and I, I'm watching cable because I don't watch cable at home because we don't pay for cable. But when I'm there, you can there's like four or five. There's like wrestling on all the time. It's a huge deal. Wrestling is big. It is. Do you know the wrestling headquarters is in uh, Stanford, Connecticut? Yes. I drove by it on my way out to P-Town a couple of weeks ago. I used to be a civil engineer and I had to work for the McMahons or whatever. Oh. And there was some drama in that family, but I can't disclose that on this side. Well, it sounds like you were part of the problem. But hey, can't wait to watch this documentary. Okay, whistle. What's <laughs> up next for our two-minute drill? Alabama racist homophobic fans. Oh, my gosh. This is so insane. So it was week one, right, of the college season. And University of Texas upset Alabama, who was the number... Were they the number one seed? Number two seed. And I think they beat them 34-24. It was upset when everyone was really excited because, whatever, Roll Tide is stupid. And... On their way out of the stadium, these Alabama, Alabama fans were saying some like really nasty things. What were they saying? Can we read the quote? You should. There's going to be a lot of beeping, but they said, You are a. F- you guys are all. F- let's go back to the projects. F- let's go back to the projects. F- let's go back to the projects. I mean, first of all, how dumb. Like, you can't, you don't have to keep repeating yourself. Like, come up with something <laughs> new to say. You're stupid, go home. Yeah. Dummy, go home. You, stupid, go home. Yeah, stupid, go home. Stupid, don't go home. Like dummy, dumb dummy, dumbs. go home. Like, mm. no, like, make fun of my outfit. Make I fun know. of the way that I play. Straight people, like, make the worst, 
like making fun of like what is it called like it's so boring or whatever. you're asking me what it's called to make fun of somebody it is literally <laughs> your brand <laughs> first off i'm anti-bullying oh my gosh oh wait so the i just want to tee off on one more thing about this so of course like alabama had a response right they had a statement that they wanted to make this statement I, I'm not even going to read the whole thing, but they said things like... No, read the whole thing. Okay. We are disgusted by reports of vile language and inappropriate behavior Saturday night. Like, I'm sorry, you can't say racism and homophobia. To be clear, to be clear, we condemn this behavior. Okay, we condemn this racism and homophobia. It will not be tolerated in our venues. It's not representative of UA or our values. We expect all attendees to act with class, a.k.a. not be racist or homophobic, and have respect towards others. Fans are strongly encouraged to report issues to our security resources on site. Okay, fans are, but what about the players that are being called Also, the security resources on most of these places, nobody even knows where they are or where to report. Like, when they do, like, Pride Night at most places, like, nobody knows, like, you know, where to go. Or, like, these booths are, like, that you guys don't even, like, broadcast or tell anybody. There is nothing I can imagine that would be less safe than walking up to a police officer in Alabama. (laughs) Game day and delayed reports are appropriately addressed and anyone found to be in violation of our rules and expectations will be promptly removed and may be banned from future events. Maybe. Maybe. We may ban them. How about you do ban them? How about not even like permanently ban? Just maybe. They may. They don't need to like, they don't need to apologize for being homophobic. They like anyone can be homophobic and it's kind of just like a $20,000 fine and people move on. Like, it's just like, it is what it is, but like, it's absolutely ridiculous and insane. Like, it's like getting that football email. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they lost. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. And whistle. I'm going to go be a while I win. Yes. Win. Uh. Whistle. Whistle. What's up next? Oh, this is so cool. Okay. So, well, I guess it was cool. And then it became Sad. much less cool. <laughs> uh, but I did get excited because I saw this article that was talking about in Cooperstown. Uh, where the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is, they do have a San Francisco pride hat in one of their displays because the San Francisco Giants were the first team in the MLB to wear any kind of pride representation on the field. And so they took the hat that the manager was wearing that first day and they put it in Cooperstown. You would think this was like, what, 2005? Well, interesting you should bring that up, Papa, because it was 2021. (laughs) So, like, already our excitement is getting deflated. And what's happened since? I'm like a bit, you know those, like, giant flamingos that float in the pools? Yeah. I'm like one of those that's just slowly deflating. Oh, no. I saw this thing and I was so happy. That I was is, like, like literally oh how God. I would describe you to people. <laughs> Thank you. You know my friend Zach? He's like one of those giant flamingos in a pool, but he's deflating and he has a birthmark on his face. No, I would describe him more as, like, a pool noodle. Oh, okay. You know those, like, sad pool noodles that really don't hold people up? I really don't like when you objectify my body. So... <laughs> I was excited about this hat. Then I was like, wait a second. This was only 2021. That's wild. And then as we covered, I believe, in episode two of the podcast. No, it was actually episode one. It was our virgin voyage. It was out of the closet episode one. If you haven't listened, go back and listen now. Thank you for listening. We found out what? That this year, moving forward, Major League Baseball has told all teams that they are no longer permitted to wear any kind of pride gear on the field. They made an exception this year for two teams that already had contracts in place, but moving forward, they're not allowed. Well, they made it into the museum, girl. Yeah. It's like, remember those two years when it was okay to be gay? <laughs> those were a great two years. Oh my God. Yeah. I expect so little from major league sports. Like oh. the stuff I could talk about in general, like with the NFL and stuff, it's like, I don't even like, 
I really uh, was hoping. I was optimistic. I was hopeful. But when I read that quote that we talked about in the first episode, where the commissioner said that they were doing it to protect the players, that's uh, when it really lost me. They don't. They protect the players from getting canceled. That's all because they don't want someone to object to it. And then they don't want them to get yelled at. By right. the, you know what I mean? So that's how they're protecting the yeah. players. And it's all in the name of what? Religious freedom, which is another way of saying, I want to have the right to hate you and discriminate against you. And that's okay. Not to go back to the beginning of the episode when we were like trauma bonding, which I thought we were trauma bonding. And then you had to tell me like a really exciting thing about you about getting engaged. Which yeah, is whatever. Great. Sorry it didn't like, happen that, to you. <laughs> that's why in 2013, like when... I got engaged with my husband. It was like literally for a day and we got married the next day at city hall because things get appealed so quickly. So it's like, I don't know, like two years later, 2015, if we would have legally been able to get married. So that's why it's like, we don't get to celebrate things. We don't get to enjoy things. We just have to hurry up and get it before it gets taken away from us. That's a really good point. And I'm going to end this episode here so I can run out the door and get married now before they outlaw. I mean, I would. I wish I was kidding. Congratulations with your privilege. You're welcome again. Whistle, whistle, whistle. That was it. That was our two minute drill. That was a lot of fun. It was, but you can't fake whistle on me. I thought it was great. Why do you get the whistle? Whistle. Oh, whistle, whistle. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that to you. Whistle, Whistle, whistle. Whistle. Well, look, if more of you listen, more of you subscribe, and we get some big fancy advertisers, we might get a whistle sound effect. And when we do, I'm going to use it every time that Papa speaks. Papa, do you have something to say? Whistle. Whistle. (laughs) Girl, did you watch any of the U.S. Open? That's tennis, right? Yes, it is. And I'm going to assume that the answer is no. No. But what's the golf called? The golf. They also have a U.S. Open of golf. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. And not that you were right, but you were intentionally difficult. And coincidentally, it aligned with facts. Okay. I don't think you need to, like, put motives behind what I said. Okay. Fair enough. I retract. <laughs> well, I went to the US Open. Yes. It was so much fun. Uh Jacob, my fiance, Ooh. and I go every year as part of our anniversary. Our How anniversary. long have you been going? We didn't go our first anniversary because it was still the pandy, but this was our third year going. But and you've been going before that. Yeah, I went when I was a kid. I went with my mom. It was oh. really fun. It was something she would take me to do like for my birthday every September. We'd do like you can get a day pass there and it's much more affordable and you don't get like a seat in the stadium, but you get to go walk around the smaller courts mm-hmm. and see a lot of the up and coming tennis players. And like I met Venus Williams and Lindsay Davenport when I was a kid. And that's pretty cool. My mom like knew where to go and stand for the fancy people. So <laughs> I have this like great core memory. And then Jacob and I, we've seen, we saw Alcaraz, who's like the number one or was before the US Open in the world. We saw him play like on one of the smaller courts. And this year we saw this kid, uh, Ben Shelton, who serves 149 miles an hour. And which that's fast. To, yeah. To put in perspective, like generally like the best men serve in like the 130s. Okay. So I remember for, thinking seeing like 115, 120. I remember watching yeah, that. It's gotten much faster. Like oh, when okay. I was a kid, I think like there was a guy that was like a 120 and that was a big deal. Wasn't like that Boris guy? Um, There was, well, Boris Becker, but there was also Boris, was it even Ivovich? Anyway, mm. we'll figure it out. But. Okay. The reason I was asking was because I was curious about their like branding this year. Everything has been about this like 50. There's the number 50 everywhere. And I guess it's been 50 years since Billie Jean King, who was a famous uh, American female tennis player, 
got the U.S. Open to pay equal amounts of prize money to the men and women in tennis. We love that. We do love it. And so they were celebrating that. She's American. Yeah. Billie Jean King I is an American. She's definitely German. Oh, no. No, no, no. You might be confusing her with another famous tennis player, Martina Navratilova, oh, who yes. has a more European-sounding name. But I know the difference in the looks. And they both have one thing in common, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I just wanted to give a little backstory about this Billie Jean King thing, because I thought it was a really cool story. I was not aware of how groundbreaking she was in a couple of different ways. So in 1972... Billie Jean King won the women's title in the U.S. Open, and she earned $10,000 for her efforts. And at the same time, the men were awarded $25,000 for winning. At the time, what did you think? Well, that was 1972, so you were alive and I was not. <laughs> okay, Did sure. you see my wheels spinning? I was like, what did I... Th- I was not... You're tricking me. <laughs> You're like, well, I was on the side court, and I thought whistle, it was amazing. Whistle, whistle. Whistles. So anyway, that 50... You know, that's a huge difference. I mean, that's two and a half times the amount of money. So she told the tournament officials that she or any other female pro would not return the next year unless they paid the same amount of prize money as the men. Wow. Right? And you know what? It worked. So in 1973, the US Open offered equal prize money to men and women. And so we're celebrating that 50 years later. I feel like, isn't women's tennis more popular than men's tennis? I would say that it it Probably Has it always is. been that way? I think it probably ebbs and flows, especially in this country, based on like who the best American players are. Okay. And so certainly, like in this being the era of Serena Williams, arguably the greatest athlete of all time in, in an individual sport, um, she dominated for so long and her sister Venus, like they were these dominant presence in, in women's tennis. And so I think Americans in particular paid a lot more attention to tennis, uh, for women's tennis than men's tennis over the Venus last. is still playing. She did not. Re- yeah, she was in the U.S. Open this year. She did yeah. not officially retire. Yeah, it's so crazy that everyone's like saying that, like, oh, she needs to know when to hang it up. But like, when a man, when a man like does it, you know, it's like, yeah, like, and it's just a weird choice to try to like put that on somebody else. I know. Why? Like, did, why does she need to retire? <laughs> what is, like, what does she care? Yeah, like, and also, it's her business. So if you can go out and make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars playing in tournaments and not winning. Why would you not do that if that's what 100%. you want to do? Or if you just love playing tennis and it's what you've been doing since you were, I don't know, nine years old, maybe you should be allowed to go do that. Um, I did see that they really branded the U.S. Open this year with like a ton of content creators. I did not like any of the content that most of them made, but I did see like a bunch of like TikTokers, Instagram, all of that, like a bunch of like, it was like heavily, heavily um, promoted through influencers. Good for them. I wonder what that was. Uh, did they talk a lot about this like 50 year thing? Or was anybody specifically mentioning that? No. Well, that was like, apparently their big, their big push this year was to, I guess, get influencers and to talk about this 50 year thing. And I just think it's an incredible thing to celebrate. I was like trying to figure out like where, you know, pay parity. I think that's what you say is for like across professional sports. So I found this article on, um, I think it was on Adelphi University's website and it was from 2021, but it said that on average in America, women earn 81% of what the average American man earns, right? So that's like in general, the way that women are paid compared to men. But then it put up some figures like in basketball and the NBA, like the average salary is like $8 million. And then the WNBA, the average salary is $75,000. That's and, so crazy. Yeah. Golf, the men's tour, average salary $1.2 million. For women, 48000 That's insane. Yeah. Oh, this one really gets me because women's soccer 
is huge in this country, right? Like the best, our oh God, best yeah. showing on the international soccer circuit is our women's team. The MLS average, uh, average salary was 410,000 and the NWSL was $35,000. I mean, that's like less than one tenth of the amount of money. Shocking. Oh this is softball, baseball. Yeah. Baseball, four million for men. Softball, six thousand for women. Yeah, which is crazy. Everyone's like, "Well, look at the ratings. The NBA makes this. The NBA makes that, right?" Yeah, like, sure, fine, say that. But look at the youth sports that are influenced by the pro structure, mm-hmm. right? Like, women's soccer is huge yeah. on the youth level. Same with women's basketball, softball. They're getting so much money from product and endorsements. Right. So it's insane to be like, well, the ratings, but it's not really about the ratings. Right? No, it literally has to do with like the influence it has across the nation. So there's like hundreds of thousands of youth participants because of these pro individuals that are spending all this money on apparel. And these people are not getting paid any of that. Certainly not getting their fair share, not even close. And just to like circle back to it with the with the tennis um, the men's tennis versus the women's tennis association, which in- incidentally was founded by Billie Jean King. Another incredible thing she did was she started this women's tennis association. So even in tennis, the average American male is a salary of 335,000 while the average American female is 283,000. So going so back it's closer, well, it's closer, but it's still not equal. And I didn't hear what you said 335,000 and 280,000. Yeah. So it's still $50,000 apart. It's definitely closer, 100%. but it's crazy that like when something's not equal because it's not that far off as opposed to other like huge ones that are like so far off. Right. We're like, Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, that's not okay. equal. No, it's actually still not okay. <laughs> and like, even though the U S open does it, it still shows that a lot of tournaments, especially in the United States, do not pay equal. And like, what about overseas? Okay, so it took 34 years, it says, after 1973 for there to be equal prize money at Wimbledon and at Roland Garros, which is where the French Open is. So those are other two major Grand Slam events. So it took them until it took them 34 more years to get equal pay, which is wild. So the US Open did it and then. 34 years went by and Wimbledon and the French Open were still paying women substantially less than they were paying men. Wait, isn't the Bills owner the female? Um, isn't she like ranked number one in the US? The owner of the Bills? Jesse Pagula. Oh, yeah. Jess Pagula. Yeah. She is a, an American tennis player who's very good. Oh, I didn't know that she, she's a... Her parents own the Bills. Oh, I had no idea. And she's probably going to step into running the Bills. I love the Buffalo Bills yeah. even more today. Than I did yesterday. She was talking about how she might have to retire from her tennis career earlier to take over for the Buffalo Bills because her mother had that health incident last year. Oh, well, she's a really good tennis player. mother was running the Buffalo Bills and apparently suffered a heart attack. And Jesse is the one who performed CPR. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. And now she was talking about how she might have to, like, end her career earlier just to take over for the Bills. Which is kind of like unreal. Like you talk about like all this wealth somebody comes from and everything and so much stuff that like that family faces like adversely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she really does her thing in tennis. She is such a powerful player. Is she She number one? uh, She's not number one. And I think she was maybe the highest ranked American in the U.S. Open this year. I have to check. She's the highest ranked American going into the U.S. Open this year. And I, 
Is I, Coco ranked ahead of her? I know she was like Coco's like double partner, right? I think Coco was ranked behind her at this year's Open, but Coco then ended up going further because as we know, Coco won the US Open this okay. year. I knew that. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you knew it with like a question mark. Yes, she won. Um, yeah, no, she did. Right. She won and she went off. And That's was, amazing. Yeah. I she, saw that controversy with the, what was it, the German lady? Oh, when she was, uh, when Coco was instructing the yeah, line like, person. When yeah. she was like, can you please be fair? Yeah, can you please tell her to like get up and sit? I, I was really moved by that. I thought she was so articulate. Oh can you God. imagine being in a stadium? Well, isn't she only 19? Yeah. And having all those people look at you like that. And also, I, I don't want to say that I have any idea what this experience is like. But as a black woman at the U.S. Open, where... There is famously this huge incident that happened years ago. I was actually at this game when Serena Williams I remember that one. was in the final and she felt like she was getting treated unfairly because she was. And she spoke confidently in the direction of the chair empire and the whole world kind of lost their mind. They were like, how, how can you speak like that? I can't believe she's acting like that. I mean, people were nuts. About but wasn't, that. Didn't, and like the German lady played victim after. Yeah. And was the, like crying. Yeah. I mean, it was, it is. There's a really cool uh, docu-series on Netflix that goes behind the scenes of like professional tennis and you get to sort of look into the psyche of a lot of these players as they're coming up in, in the professional tennis. And the mind games that go on on the tennis court are really wild. Like they are intentionally messing with each other like all the time, slowing down, speeding up trying to delay things, taking injury timeouts. Like you can see a match will be going in one direction. A player will be dominating the other. And then they'll like say that they hurt their knee and they'll go in the back and they'll get a massage and drink a Gatorade. So it's like a sex club. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they'll go to the sex club in the back of the U.S. Open and then they'll come back out and they'll be fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so good at tennis. <laughs> Reminds you of the steam room. So sex, Whistle. <laughs> sex clubs. Brings me back to Billie Jean King. <laughs> Wait, can I just say one thing about sure. Billie Jean King? Yes. Um, sorry. No, um, this is great. So I was always confused by Billie Jean King because okay. like Michael Jackson made that song, Billie Jean, uh-huh. right? And then there was a movie in the 80s that like whatever happened, the story of Billie King or Billie Jean. I can't. I want to come and help you, but I have no idea what you're talking about. And then there was Billie Jean King. So there's so many Billie Jeans going on. And also, isn't there like a, a model called Billie King? I, and then there's Billy Eilish. So many Billies. Yeah, I know Bill Clinton. It's just so confusing. <laughs> okay, you're making fun. <laughs> anyway, what happened to Billie Jean King? Are you going to well, say? Well, the way that this ties into our lovely podcast, Out of the Closet Sports, is that, of course, behind every great movement in the history of America is a homosexual. That's right. Billie Jean King was the first female professional athlete to come out of the closet. And I believe that that was in 1980. But um, yeah, so she's gay. She's queer. She's openly queer. She's very active on the circuit, uh, which also goes back to that story we were talking about with the the track athlete, uh, Noel Lyles from last week. You know, she still participates. She's still like uh, these tennis pros that have retired. They stay in in the mix to sort of help uplift the sport. And Billie Jean has been uplifting the sport ever since the 70s. That's crazy. Uh, and she's a How gay icon. She, you know? I have no idea. But she is a gay, gay, gay icon. What I love the most is her her coming out story is kind of wild. She was very popular as a tennis player, mm-hmm. right? But she was married to a man. Oh, was she? Yeah. But she had this uh, assistant, uh, this woman named Marilyn Barnett, who was a hairdresser. And she became Billie Jean King's assistant. 
in the 1970s, and they had an affair from 1972 to 1979. Wait, Marilyn was a hairdresser? Uh, she wasn't her hairdresser. That was her profession before, and then she became uh, an assistant to Billie Jean King, and they had an affair. So who knows how they met or how it went down, but that was her journey to meeting Billie Jean King. So Billie Jean King is married to a man, having an affair with her assistant, right? Uh, I don't have all the specifics, but Marilyn suffered a really traumatic accident uh, at the home that she was staying in that was owned by Billie Jean and her husband mm-hmm. uh, because she lived full-time in one of their properties. And at some point after that, she filed what I believe they call as like a palimony lawsuit. But basically, there was this statute in California that says, under certain circumstances, a woman was entitled to share in community property acquired while she lived with a man out of wedlock. So the lo- her lawyer said, look, it's not a man and a woman, it's a woman and a woman, even though they weren't married, even though it was an affair, Billie Jean acquired this property while they were together. So she was like, I want half. Oh my God. Okay. So then of course, Billie Jean King's lawyers were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And everyone in the tennis was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this can't be true. You have to deny this. You have to deny this. And Billie Jean King was like, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to deny it. And her lawyers get this. Her lawyers put out a saying, a statement saying that it wasn't true without her permission. Hmm. And she went ham. And then she went public, called her own press conference, and was like, yeah, I did have a relationship with this woman. I am gay. Here I am. Did the lady get half? Uh, I actually don't have the specifics. Oh, no. They said in the article, now that I remember that she read, the, the article sided with Billie Jean King, which I kind of feel sad for. Like, I feel like this woman should have gotten something. But Should have gotten know. half? Well, I don't know. Not half of everything. But, like, if she was in this house that they had and, like, she suffered this traumatic injury and she really couldn't take care of herself anymore. Okay, all that sad. Right. And I'm not going to like <laughs> dismiss that. But side note, okay. <laughs> I really insulated that from criticism, didn't yeah. I? So, like, side note, like, if you move in to a house with a married couple and you're cheating on the, I don't know. Yeah. I think the only person who's like might be entitled to the most is the person that got cheated on. Yes. Yes. Maybe. So, but we're not talking about him. I, uh, and yeah, why would we just, <laughs> why would I ever stick up for a straight man? Yeah, why are you over here sticking up for a straight man? Oh my God. Am I being homophobic? You are. I apologize. It's okay. I Billie Jean, you, you deserve everything. Yes, Same Billie with you, Marilyn. Well, I just thought that that was a really wild story. And so she did that. And also remember, this was like in the 70s and 80s. So this was like peak of American conservatism. This is like Reagan is, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love how you think the 70s and 80s were like peak conservative. Well, I mean, it, it was a big time for conservatives, right? Like there were conservative administrations one after another. We were about to have these eight years of Reagan where uh-huh. like all this nonsense was going to happen. So I do think that like, let's just say the culture at that time was not receptive yeah, to anybody coming out of the closet. Right. And she did it. And then a few months later, in July of 1981, to circle back to your favorite female tennis player, Martina Navratilova, also came out of the closet. But she was outed after the Daily News published an interview that was not supposed to go public. So she had like an off-the-record conversation with somebody and talked about her sexuality, and the Daily News published it. So it was there were big steps forward for queer people, queer women in professional sports in particular, but they were definitely like cringeworthy. Off the record, though, is such a straight thing. Like, if I'm like off the record and I tell you something, <laughs> it's like only a straight person. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, no. It's I'm like, not gonna... can I be a huge racist and homophobic person the and then you just don't tell anyone? Yeah, off Great. The... So, off, the, off record, the record, I hate everyone. No, girl, anything you tell me, like, I don't know if I have alliance to anyone, I, I will spill it. <laughs> well, off yeah. the record. Okay, girl, but go. That's why you're not. 
publishing a newspaper. Uh, but just know if you come on the podcast and you tell us off the record, I'm going to pretend to turn off the microphone and we're going to broadcast everything to all of our listeners. We're going to go live with it, girl. Yeah. Well, big ups, as they say, to Billie Jean King. Way to be groundbreaking. And I'm so happy that I got to go to the U.S. Open. We can celebrate her. We can celebrate 50 years of equal pay at the U.S. Open. That's amazing. We still got a long way to go. We want to have you. We want to have equal pay everywhere for sure. But yeah, we love Billie Jean King, but maybe not as much as we love Martina Navratilova. Yeah, I mean, maybe the real MVP in the story was Marilyn. Oh, you think so? I mean, Marilyn I for MVP. She pulled the biggest stunt. She, she said, did. "You want what? You're giving me half." Maybe Marilyn's lawyer. Maybe it's Marilyn's lawyer who Marilyn read said, that. You want to know what? I just ruined my hip. I don't know what the tragedy was. So I'm not downplaying it, but let's just say it was a hip thing. I think she was like fully paralyzed. Oh my God. Well, you didn't start with that girl. <laughs> but I actually do think like embedded in this, there is like a little more gay rights because how great that in the 70s, 100%. this lawyer was looking at this statute that said men and women and was like, actually, no, this applies to gay people too. 100%. But that's California, gay rights and lots of litigation. But for now, we're going to end with a thunderous round of applause for gay icon, Billie Jean King and lots of love. And now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. Dildos. No silly game time. Yay. Yay. This week on game time, we're going to play things that will make you gay. What is that game, Papa? Okay, girls. I'm going to mention things that are gay that won't make you gay. So like stereotypical things that people think are gay and they actually won't make you gay. Okay. Like rainbows and stuff. Fierce. And you're going to mention things that aren't gay. That actually will make you gay. Ooh, yes, I love girl. this. Grab your Bibles. Oh, I'm ready. Okay, locked and loaded. Let's go. Okay, so banning guns, not drag, won't make you gay. A hundred percent agree, agree, could not agree more. They're out there trying to ban drag because they think it's going to turn the kids gay. What I think they should be banning instead is... Lauren Boebert getting felt up in the audience of a Broadway musical. Oh my God. Did you see that? I did. It was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. I like in a normal circumstances, I wouldn't care that somebody did that, but because it's her and she's just spewing evil nonstop. I'm like, yes, let's get that video out to as many people as possible. What musical was it? Gosh, I don't even remember. It was a national tour. I know that much. Um, and so it wasn't Broadway. Well, it was a Broadway national tour. So they, they, is that still Broadway? Um, well, no. Technically, it's the national tour. But if it's if, if it's like the first national tour of a Broadway musical, the press will still cover it as if it's Broadway. It's and how, they were like really dressed up too. Yeah. So, which they, is gay. That just made me gay. <laughs> yeah, it's very gay. Getting messed up and seeing that video made me never want to touch a woman again in my life. Not that it was something I was really planning on doing. And not in a misogynistic way, but like, yeah, I agree. Thank you for pointing out my misogyny. Yeah. I will try to be better next time. <laughs> but yeah, it's really... Um, so they kicked her out of the theater. and they, oh, they did, kicked her out? Yeah, she got kicked out. And they didn't say why she got kicked out. But then she made a big stink about it. And they said it was for something else. And then as a response to her making a big stink about it, the theater was like, okay, bet. So we're going to put out the video of you getting felt up in the audience. And now everyone's going to know why you got kicked out. Because she was doing that. I wonder that. how many people she turned gay. A lot. It's been like the the gay index, you know, where they keep track of every yeah. gay person on the planet. That's just spiked recently. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, so reading the book, Heather Has Two Moms, mm, will not make you gay. But seeing Mitch McConnell go frozen turtle at a press conference will. Oh my God. I really feel like my penis crawled inside my body when I saw him do that. He's so gross. He's so gross. Did you gross. hear about his skin tags? No. 
You didn't hear like all the escorts in DC like call him a certain name? Oh, allegedly, I didn't. What's okay. a certain name? Can we say it? I'll be forget out. the name. Oh, all right. It's no. like some female, but they like when they get allegedly when they get called by him, they all refer to him in a certain way, and apparently his taint has a bunch of skin tags on it. Wow. Oh my god. That definitely just turns me gay. If I wasn't gay before, I'm certainly gay now. Okay, what's next? Okay, a double rainbow will not make you gay. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pivot and take these to things in sports that'll make you gay because it is a sports podcast. So, um, well, okay, obviously Christian McCaffrey's ass is like first and foremost. But what I I do think sort of ties into that is spandex. Like spandex and sports will make you gay. Like, I don't understand why every sport is so spandex happy. You know, you're swimming in Speedos, you're wrestling in those, what do they call them, singlets. These football guys are running around in their football pants. They're not even that comfortable. Are they not? I don't know. I've never worn them. Well, that's, I mean, (laughs) not for sports. Um, (laughs) But they make me feel very sexy. Wearing a jockstrap, you're turning people gay. Well, certainly the jockstraps. And then pairing the jockstraps with the white pants. You're you're making a porn. Obviously. like You're not you're, even trying to play sports at this you're, point. Exactly. You are 100% starting an independent porn studio in the middle of an NFL field. Okay, what's next? Having unisex bathrooms and sharing bathrooms will not make you gay. But... The hand signals that referees use in basketball will. Oh Have you God. ever seen when they like go See? off? Yes. It, it's fully like they're Three. voguing. It's like the technical or when they're pointing the direction, they get so excited. Oh, my God. And then they like roll up and like throw it in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like to expand on that, referees throwing flags. Oh, like certainly. the flag tossing. It's first of all, Girl. hanky code. Like 100%. you're walking around with your hanky hanging out of your pocket with your yellow flag. You're like, are you asking the, the tight end to come pee on you after the game? Like what's going on here? The way they throw so it. So mad. It's like, but like, it's like they always like limp wrist throw it. And then you got the coaches who like, they're, they're like, you know, they're the daddies with the yeah. red flag and they can't but, even get it out of their pocket because their hands don't work that well anymore. And they're like, don't, 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 don't throw the flag. No, when the coaches throw the red flags, they're always sound bad about it so it's like people that are actually using red coat why are they embarrassed i don't know you I ever wonder. see how they just like toss You're it on right, the ground and then shame. they walk away like who threw that i think they just really don't want to be caught on camera doing a limp wrist flag throw girl facts love it what's next acknowledging pride month will not make you gay but whistles will have you ever noticed how prominent whistles play in sports 100 i hear whistles two places i hear them at sports, and I hear them at the gay pride parade. That's it. Those are the only two times out of the year that anyone ever uses whistles. We keep whistles in business. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're welcome, Whistle & Co. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of the podcast, we'd love to have you. But yo, do you ever hear how they blow the whistle? It's like they really blow. They really go for it. Like, I'm just like, wow, lungs. Do you think, oh, you know what else will make you gay? Whistle training. Because you know they go to whistle training. Oh my god, you think so? Of course. Okay. Having same-sex parents won't make you gay but cheerleaders will 100 percent. and cheerleaders is such a hot take because they're presenting the cheerleaders for who they're saying that it's for the straight men yeah they're like oh we're gonna put these cheerleaders out so the straight men will watch first of all 
What the straight men are watching are the spandex-clad men climbing what? all over each other. Yes. The gay men are the ones that are watching the cheerleaders. 100%. Look, look at those tassels. Yes. They're like, wow, she really looks great. What is her, she doing? I love her bedazzled boots. Oh, my God. The cowboy cheerleaders are like the gay squad. Yeah. They're just like I, with the little stars on them and stuff. Certainly. Girl, 100% turn me who I am. Yep. Thank you so much, cheerleaders, for all that you've done in my life. <laughs> What's next? Drinking black iced coffee will not make you gay. But face painting will. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how much face painting goes on in sports? 100%. I First don't understand of all, it. the eye blacks. Like, I understand that that does do something with the sun. Sun, yeah. But I don't imagine when they're, like, putting it on each other in the dugout or in the locker room or whatever that they're just like, oh, it's a sunny day. It's more like, no, Bill, will you come over here and put my eye black on for me? Well, also, I'll take that one step further. The fans that take off their shirts and body paint each other. Yes. And then they like each get a letter like, I'm going to be B. You're going to be O. You know that there's like a Seahawks fan somewhere that's just like, oh my God, where is my sea green body glitter? (laughs) You don't have the body for G. You're a T. Gosh, where is my, where, oh, where is my face paint, honey? I can't find all my colors. That's such coordination. But you better take that book out of my son's hand. That might make him gay. (laughs) Get me my body glitter. Trash. Facts. We're Homos, coming for you. You gays. <laughs> <laughs> Worrying about your hygiene will not make you gay. But watching managers and umpires fight in baseball will. Why is it that they've decided that the best way that they should engage with each other is by bumping their weenies together. <laughs> they fully, they just like run up, oh, they, they start bump? yelling. They get so close in each other's faces, they're like pointing. It's like, I just want to get as close to you as possible without touching you. They're both probably rock hard under their jock straps. I am. And then, <laughs> and then they just start bumping their bellies together. That's what they do? Yeah. Don't they kick dirt at each other? They, oh, they throw dirt at each other. But don't like peacocks do that or something? Oh, maybe. Like, do you think they, that's what it is? You think they were like, well, let's fight like peacocks. They're peacocking. Well, peacocks are gay too. Isn't that like a gay term, peacocking? Oh, I don't know. You're more experienced with gays than I I have no idea. Well, all we know, the moral of the story is everybody Google peacocking and then try it this week and comment below on how that went for you. All right. That's all the time that we have for things that will make you gay. Thanks for coming to game time. Bye. You know what makes me gay? What? You. Oh, honey. I know. Love you. (laughs) I love you. All right. That's all the time we have for Out of the Closet Sports. I'm Zach Booth. And I'm a piece of shit. And that's Papa Forge, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, follow us on Out of the Closet Sports on Instagram, TikTok. We'll see you out on the internet. Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.